When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. is so bad it's good with ryan bailey the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate from the classic reality tv moments of the past and present to the latest daily mail headlines and everything in between we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching i'm looking at you Jax taylor i'm your host ryan bailey
Soja Boy is, uh, he's a part of every Christmas for me. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode, folks. How is everybody doing out there? I hope you guys are traveling safe this week. I hope you're with your family or your friends, but uh, we're in the vortex. This is the 21st. So if we're going to do basic math, so let's say, I don't know, every year, but this year Christmas is on the 25th. And then if you subtract 21... Okay, so 25, 21, you're going to one, two, it's four more days left until the old Xmas. So you got four more days, three more days, really, because the fourth day you can't go shopping. So three more days. So you do your holiday shopping for your friends and family. I've got a couple uh, stocking stuffers to get left for my mom and dad. But other than that, I, 
I did, I did a lot of shopping this past Friday at the Target. Uh, yeah, I went to France. Uh, you guys, I am so out of it. Um, I told you yesterday, I don't even, I, I, I think I told the story incorrectly, but basically I tried to dye my beard again with, um, with hair dye that was, uh, supposedly with no chemicals in it, no ammonia. And I thought the last two times I did it, it was because there were chemicals in it. So a uh, listener recommended a certain type of hair dye, and it turns out it doesn't matter. My face is the size of Eddie Murphy in the clumps, and it's really painful, and I'm on a bunch of antibiotics and ointments, and it's pretty gross, and I'm pretty out of it. But good news, I slept like 12 hours in the last day, and I'm I'm ready to go right back to sleep right after this. So we're going to get to the the part two of the Home Alone recap, which, by the way, is kind of cool because at this point, we haven't even began begun to recap home alone. So <laughs> for everybody that hasn't seen home alone, uh, I'm so sorry for everybody that's seen home alone. I'm sure this is fine. Um, no, literally, somebody wrote me. It was like, Hey, I said, I think I wrote something. Uh, some account had put, uh, their take on home alone. And it was that Kevin gets off on torturing these old men. And I was like, yes, that's exactly our take as well. And then somebody wrote, well, that's interesting. You haven't gotten to your take yet in your first episode. (laughs) I love, I love the ball. And you know what? That's what I warned you guys though. I warned you. I said, if you're into straight recaps with no deviations, do not listen to this. It's going to upset you. But if you like having a good time, if you like letting your hair down, man, if you got, if you like getting knocked off your coal mining ass, this is the podcast recap for you. We barely hit that movie. <laughs> no, we do. We get into the movie. In fact, so much so that Annabelle's like, you're reading too, you're reading too many of the lines. You're doing too much. And I was like, well, what about the whole half hour tangent on me bedwetting? Was that too much? Anywho's uh, part two is coming up today and it is a doozy. And, uh, and then we got two more parts to this. I'll be doing a couple news stories every day, but I'm going to try to get to bed. It's only nine o'clock here in Arizona and I'm ready to go to sleep. We had a really nice dinner with my sister and her family. Uh, they came over to my parents' place and it has been craziness, but I've kind of half been alive. If that makes sense. When I'm on antibiotics and Sudafed, my brain just doesn't work the same way. It's, it's one of those things you realize as you get older. I mean, I don't know if you guys – like I forgot to tell you this story on Monday's episode. It was I told you I had my dog since uh, last Thursday. She, I gave her back. But I got the worst sleep with my dog two nights in a row because she's elderly and she'll wake me up every hour to go to the bathroom. And this is a new thing for us. And she doesn't do it with her mom. Um, but she, I, you know, and I totally get it. But like, I, so I was like, I didn't want her to, you know, she's old, so she can't jump off the bed. And so it was like every hour. So I'm fixated also on my Fitbit. I track like my sleep because I get fixated on it, but I ended up getting the first night, four hours, the second night, two hours. The second night was really frustrating because I was so tired. I put on something, I put, I took all the pills, turned my phone off and you know, the pills like uh, melatonin, uh, trazodone. I, I mean, I took, I was really, and then I started rewatching Gone Girl and it really just grabbed me all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, like my interest in rewatching that movie took over from me being tired. 
And then once I did finally fall asleep at two o'clock, my dog then got up all of a sudden and started waking me up every hour. And so it was one of those things. And as you get older, it's like, I can walk through, like I can do, I can, I, I'm manually there, but I'm not there in my head. Like I don't enjoy any of it. It feels like you're dying. And so it's very interesting. I either get too much sleep or not nearly enough sleep, but, uh, I'm kind of like, okay, this is cool. You know, nearly sleeping 12 hours on, uh, on the holidays. That's what the holidays are for. Right. But I just wish I was more present. So hopefully tomorrow I wake up and I'm feeling better and my face is way less swollen. You haven't lived until your niece and nephew, uh, make fun of your ugly, gross face. That's their, uh, verbiage, not mine. Um, listen, we're going to get right, right into the recap today. I owe you guys a Salt Lake recap, which I'm going to put with tomorrow's. So I'm going to put, I'm going to do back to back recaps in the same episode. So Salt Lake city last week and Salt Lake city this week, Laura Beth Harp has been taking the notes and she's been killing it. Um, so that you have to look forward to next week, um, in the, dead space between uh, Christmas and New Year's. I always call this like the nether region where we just we just kind of bumble around not knowing where the hell we're at for these next seven or eight days. It's like this life ceases to exist. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. But you kind of get panicked if you live online because you're like, why? What? Uh, everything's slowing down. What is uh, what's going on? Um, that's it. You guys, I don't think I'm really making any sense. And I don't think I'm going to make any sense in this recap, even though I did it last week with Annabelle DeSisto from her podcast, Adderall and compliments, which you should check out. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. And if you want to start slowly, you can go to our movie, great recaps we've done over on her show as well, but she has tons of great guests. She's awesome. Um, and I wish I was more with it to do funny news stories and stuff like that for you, but I'm just not. But I, I don't, I, I hate that I always apologize. And I'm like, you still, you're still getting like a two hour episode just full of like stuff that makes me and Annabelle laugh. But I think that's really funny stuff. So I'll talk to you on, uh, this is Wednesday. So I'll talk to you on Thursday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm not going anywhere. Leave me alone. Anyways, remember this is on YouTube as well. And that's why I'll sometimes make reference to the clothing we're wearing. Where we left off last week was, uh, um, I was getting a phone call. And so we took like a 30 minute break and this is us coming back after the 30 minute break. And Annabelle, who was not wearing holiday, uh, regale, like a holiday uniform, like I was, she changed into a holiday outfit. So listen to her changing into her outfit. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch it on there, but, uh, I hope you guys are having a great holiday so far. I'll talk to you bright early on bright and early on Thursday. And that's it. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Bye. Okay. We're back. And <laughs> Stop move. Don't move like that when you do it. It gets scarier. Oh, what does that remind me of? What is that? The the oh. thing? What is that from? Well, the, by the way, this is Annabelle DeSisto under the mask. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, Annabelle has put on a very scary, scary. I think it's a nutcracker mask or a very scary French man uh, with like. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's, a, it's a nutcracker mask. Okay. Uh, well, I asked, finally, somebody's gotten into the holiday spirit. Did you have to go into the basement where you buried your parents and go get the, oh, don't rub your boobs. Don't know. Don't rub your poops. Take it off, please. Oh, take the wet take, sweater or the mask. Oh, no, the mask, the mask. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. That was a legitimate question that could. Oh God, put it back on! Oh my God, put it back on! No, no, no. <laughs> uh, 
that that's the kind of visual shit YouTube eats up, you guys. That's why even if you're listening to it, you need to go back and watch that on YouTube because you cannot. When you see this mask, it's gonna blow you, it's gonna knock you off your coal mining ass. Um, okay, I, right when we left, I wanted to do a you can't cry with your taped your tape penis. Tape urethra, by I, the way. By the way, uh, right currently, just to make myself feel like a kid again, I've taped up my urethra for the <laughs> the third and fourth hour of this podcast. Will you okay. please submit that truly to Amazon? Do you think they would let it post? Well, I don't want it to affect my Amazon Prime membership. Uh, I don't want to get kicked off of Amazon Prime. Well, like, can't you just? Why can't you just like leave? A well, review? I could. I could leave a review of just like. This is great scotch tape. Let me tell you why I've hated scotch tape all my life, though, if I could. And like, be like, or would that get me flagged? Or you leave a review for like duct tape. And you're like, this is the tape. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the tape Casey Anthony used? No, okay. So, yeah, by the it, way, it can smother it, it, a child. It can smother a penis. It can, it, <laughs> there's nothing. It can't, it can hold a bumper on a car. It truly is an incredible the, wow, uh, you're, thing. There's always, there's always, sorry, that's inappropriate. That's too, it is inappropriate. That's, that's too, too soon the, with the bumper cars. That's not appropriate. Yeah. It's not appropriate, no. Ryan. We're not appropriate. And the thing is, though, this Home Alone, it's a cute holiday film on its face. <laughs> No, 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 I'm saying, but I'm saying this movie there. I mean, not only could have these burglars, I feel died, but this kid, there were so many chances that he could have just died. Like there's, and this is like, this is why like, tape on your penis. And you're like, um, so tape on your penis. Casey, I, so this is such a huge I'm, movie. This is such I've used, this by the way, let's not, let's not talk about, film. let's not talk about me suffocating my own penis. Um, Let's, let's not. So you want to pull a Kim Richards? Let's not up, talk so. what you don't. Okay. Let's not talk I'm about. Getting, what you I'm, I'm, out there. Usually, we need a safe word when I need you to stop. Like I like like I'll be like, uh, what's the safe word? Like Loki. <laughs> no, don't use my. <laughs> don't use my oh, okay, okay. Uh, Greek. <laughs> oh my God! You can... <laughs> make love. Um, no, okay. What I'm saying is that. This I'm I'm scared they're gonna do a gritty remake of Home Alone once and make it like the reality of this situation. We're like it, I just feel like this is so just all, I have a lot of families that not listen together, but I have a lot of the listeners with kids, and this I feel like a lot of kids like look up to this of like oh I want to be left home alone, but let's encourage this them not to be left alone. You know, like I don't I don't, I, I think bad things happen. I don't, don't I, I think it's a bad message overall. And I it know worked out for Kevin. It worked out for Kevin, but it won't work out for your kid. You as a, um, I know that as a brand, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, yeah. um, stands up very strongly against um, negative and bad messages. Like that's, that's something that you are. By the way, that's that's the only thing I'm against. That's <laughs> my main my main purpose. Um, is any uh, bad thing? But I do feel like they've already made the grittier version of this, um, and. <laughs> It's, uh, I know I'm not a huge film buff like you are, uh, but I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, you've seen called, five films. Um, <laughs> I believe it's called The Purge um, and it's already been made. <laughs> so. By the way, it is funny. Do you notice how Annabelle's seen mainly horror films? 
Like that's like the only. She's like, I, I just feel comfortable with them. I feel good when I watch. A I just think film. they're. I just think they're funny. I relate to the characters the most. Oh my god! I, Could you imagine though if Home Alone did Home Alone: The Purge, and he gets left <laughs> on the night of the purge? He gets left like Kevin McAllister has to fight everybody. Like kid, like because it's on the. If you guys aren't familiar with the the Purge franchise, there's one day a year where it's legal to kill people. And I think it's a great idea. Truly, I, mean, I honestly, it's not a bad idea. Well, Ron DeSantis is running with that idea actually. For the new, no, no. Well, but it's it, like the thing is, I'd be the subject. I'd be like everyone Santa Claus. Not only would I not well. Not only would Nancy not like pictures of me in her home, but like I would, I would be that person for so many people. I'd be like that person <laughs> where they're like, "That day is all about her. It's her day." <laughs> I and by the way, I would never survive like even the first purge. I would not have multiple purges. I would die immediately. You purge yourself. You wouldn't be able to handle. Yeah, it. You're like, you're like I don't know. Hey, <laughs> safe room, scare me. I don't like masks. Oh my god, but actually, guess who? Oh no. She's putting on this is gone. Okay. Okay, Greek, Greek, Greek. Make love. Make love. Take it off. Uh, okay. So, this movie it, This movie is really good. Let me tell you a little bit about this movie and Annabelle, you like do your nails or something because you're not going to understand any about what I'm about to say. <laughs> no, you're just not you're just not and it makes me so sad, but I'm going to take you to film school right now. This oh, movie, the fact that you call it a, the fact when you say films is such like a just I know. Okay, well, I'm going to take you to film school for a while. There was a man. All right, James lived, Lipton, take me to school on this. You're such a uh, uh, <laughs> Annabelle. When you're get to heaven, what would you like to hear God say to you at the pearly gates? You Remember when James in. Lipton always said that you that's. <laughs> And then God would be like, I don't lie. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You actually are thin. So anyways, there. okay. Give me a minute, Annabelle, to do this. John Hughes is the uh, the writer and producer of this. But John Hughes, he means something very, he, he means a great deal in my personal life, just in terms of the movies I loved growing up. He lived from 1950 to 2009, and in that short amount of time, 59 was not very old, he did some of the most amazing films. He was the writer of Home Alone and the producer on Home Alone. Chris Columbus directed it, who went on to do the Harry Potter movies, or the first couple, uh, but he directed, get this, he directed and wrote, um, this is amazing, like, I really, like, the output on this dude, he, direct, he directed only eight movies, 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck, and Curly Sue. He did eight bangers. Like, have you seen any of these movies? I've seen Ferris Bueller. Did you understand it? He wanted a day off from school? Um... I really thought it was like Abe Froman's movie. Yeah, I really thought like that character really stole the show of it. Um, <laughs> no, I've seen. I haven't seen like any of the what? What is it like the the? I wasn't gonna. I was gonna call 16 it sixteen candles. Weird. No, time. the brat. No, like I've never seen any of like the brat pack. Well, this this kind of had characters from the brat pack, but like same, it wasn't same Elmo's fire. He had nothing to do with that, which was like, like real I've never seen that or pack. like the or the Breakfast Club or or like that but i think i know i think i've only seen like ferris bueller out of all of those okay but get this 
as eight, he did eight films as a director, but as a writer, this dude did, uh, he wrote National Lampoon's Vacation. He also wrote 16 Candles. He wrote the movie Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton, if you guys know that. Wrote Breakfast Club, wrote European vocation, Vacation, wrote Pretty in Pink, wrote Ferris Bueller's, wrote Some Kind of Wonderful, which is a beautiful film. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, uh, and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Dennis the Menace, Baby's Day Out. It's weird. He started off with teens and then he got younger and younger. He by the end he was like Home Alone, and then his like one of his last films was Baby's Day Out. Uh, he did the screenplay for Flubber. You probably saw Flubber. That seems like a you movie with Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Green and that like um he, that Robin Williams had like crazy glasses in it, but no, he I did. didn't. Flubber. Also, do you know he wrote the movie Beethoven? A little juvenile for my taste, Ryan. He, I, prefer, he wrote I prefer more. Um, I I know I prefer like a higher echelons version, like a higher brow of comedy, like via the clumps, like so, Beethoven. Uh, um, he wrote Beethoven, the dog oh, movie oh about the god. dog. Oh my god! No, I love Beethoven. I actually have that video <laughs> game. Okay, we'll get this. He wrote Beethoven, but he didn't write Beethoven under his name, John Hughes. He had a surname, or he had a, like a secret name named Edmund Dantes. And he, re- he wrote Beethoven under a different name. He also did Beethoven's second under a different name, Edmund Dantes, and Beethoven's third. Uh, like, it's wild. Like, he had Why this Why would that be? Like, I like that he's like, I'm going to use my Starbucks name as also my, like, fake, like, what is it? Oh, what? what's the word when um not like not carol radswell like ghostwriter but like what's like the what's like the the Co-writer? like writer real name of like when you use like was it non de plume like what is it like the yeah word non de plume yeah 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 are you impressed yeah. that i knew that huh. no no also no. he wrote the story he story by for made in manhattan the jennifer lopez ray fines movie do you you've probably seen made in manhattan yes i have Okay, cool. So I just wanted to say, literally, Home Alone is produced and written by one of the man that shaped who I was as a teen. I know you haven't seen a lot of those films, but those films were like, meant so much to me. And they had already been like, I didn't never got to see one in the movie theater because like 16 Candles and all and Breakfast Club came out before I was uh, able, you know, like, I was able to go to movies, but I saw them I all know, they on came VHS. Out before I was born, Ryan. So no, I, I saw don't... them all on VHS so many times, and I own all of them on DVD. And and uh, even though there's no way I'll probably ever use them, the, this John. Did you Hughes own one these... for like your? Did you own copies for like your A track player, or like how oh, did you originally watch them? VHS. John Hughes meant the world to me, and like it really is cool that he does. So, you know, when you see a John Hughes production at the beginning of the the movie, I was like, you're already in. This guy was associated with talent. And and unfortunately, I wish, Annabelle, you would just start watching movies. I think it would actually bring you out of this (laughs) this depression you're in. And uh, this this is a night. I'm doing great. (laughs) This is a 1990. (laughs) 1990 family Christmas movie about an eight-year-old mistakenly being left at home during a family vacation to Paris, France. At first, he enjoys his freedom of being alone. CERN soon learns how much family matters when his home is the target of two bandits. Through a series of booby traps and comical antics, Kevin... (laughs) You said booby. Kevin keeps the thieves at bay until his family is able to come back just in time for Christmas. I should be like... (laughs) 
Kevin keeps the thieves at bay and and, and escapes from being sexually assaulted uh, <laughs> before his family cut. Like that was, anyways. It's just a different time now. It's a different time. It was, it, the 1990 was an, a more innocent time, so it was fun to mess around with burglars back then. But I just wouldn't recommend it for any kid. So the movie starts off, you guys, as as any. Like have like i feel like burglars is like much more like a more innocent simpler time i feel like now we just have like murderers like, yeah, that's like what, nobody like, stops at like burglary it's like burglar. it's gone from b to like an m where you know what we like, have we, we have now is we have those like amazon package thieves like they just go and grab your package from your door and run yeah i know and it's like in like the old like sweet and simpler times like burglars would come and like grab your like actual package like attack you and then leave but like now it's just like it's just everything's gotten so commercial and like everything's just like so i i think Annabelle, like, you would so have been production. like if, if you had met the right people you would have been in the bling ring i feel i feel you would have totally been in the bling ring and I know you think that's a compliment. I'm not even kidding. That's one of the nicest things anyone. I know, I know, I know. I knew you would think that was a compliment. So you guys, the movie starts where Joe Pesci, the, Joe Pesci, by the way, did Goodfellas, which you probably haven't seen. No, Goodfellas, I've seen Goodfellas. Oh, and I know you've got to have seen My Cousin Vinny, right? I've seen My Cousin, no, I've seen My Cousin Vinny a ton of, like so many times. Um, Goodfellas, like Godfather, like I've seen like those. Okay. Movies. Well, Joe Pesci did a run of these movies all within like a six year span. Like, and he is so funny in Home Alone, I think. Like, no joking, all joking aside, him and Daniel Stern, who play the two wet bandits, Marvin Harry, are so funny because this is like, how do you make two criminals after a kid funny? But they actually, did you find them funny? I found them hysterical. Oh, I found it hilarious. I'm so sorry. I'm just so distracted, Ryan, by your like, there's something about Mary, like one little, like, piece of hair that's sticking up is this better okay um no no put the hat back on yeah okay yeah that's okay yeah okay okay yeah uh that's better yeah what's up youtube um (laughs) so anyways i'm I'm just distracted by your like okay brothers you, you think it was so funny right no, I genuinely think it's like this is a very funny movie, and um, him and Daniel Sir like are such a great like comedic pair that I thought they were like very fun in this. Like they were my favorite part. So Joe Pesci's dressed as a police officer. He comes into this busy McAllister family home, and he's like, "Miss young lady, excuse me, girls. Hey, little guy, excuse me, girl." He's trying to get a hold. Everybody's walking by him, and he's like. Ah, and it's like there's just madness going on because they're getting ready for their big trip. And it's, watching this, watching this house gave me such anxiety. Like this is, it's like a yeah, because your parents like don't like, they don't want to see you ever. They like no, put you in a different area. It's like I I know like a Duggar family. Like yeah, like there's so many there's so many kids and like people in it, and just like it. But oh isn't my this God. the best house ever? Like to me, the house is so classic. Like this oh, to me, such a gorgeous house. It's this, so stunning. Where like I went to a like very big like breakfast like two weeks ago, and it was like a very very fancy impressive house. And like I went up to the host and I was like, "You were like, thank you so much for like hosting." Was it an IHOP or what was it? <laughs> Um, no, that's very low brow for me. It was a Waffle house. Um, <laughs> you probably don't know how to pronounce it. Um, 
But uh, no, it was like an incredibly um, expensive house. And I went to the host and was like, thank you so much for like having us. Your house is so beautiful. I was like, this is even more beautiful like than the home alone house. And the look that they both gave me where they were like, I don't, is that a compliment? And like, I don't know wait, what that fuck, is. Wait, fuck that them. Means. Like that is a compliment first off. Like, that and is so a- like, then somebody like around them was like, no, that's like a huge compliment. And then they're like, oh, thank you. I'm just going to take your word. Okay. And it's like, they didn't get it, but I was like, no, 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 this is like, yeah. I, so it's, um, that's like, like when that's the- why I hate where we're at with real estate now, like selling the OC and selling uh sunset. It's like, you guys wouldn't appreciate a home alone house. Like you guys would ruin a home alone. You'd be like, let's uh, just knock it all down. And we'll put two stories uh, open. Like We'll have stand. everything white. It, it will yeah. be like in the shape of a really long rectangle. We'll have like a spouse, like, like there'll be no deck. Like it just, this is what an expensive house like looks to me. Like this is, what it is like not a weird fucking like maze that like like kim kardashian's house is yeah, where everything's yeah. like the same color it's like in dog vision where i'm like there are only two colors in this entire fucking house it's weird like this is like this is like glamour to me yeah but yeah i was like so we meet uh, Macaulay Culkin, who plays Kevin McAllister. He goes into his mom mom's room and he's like mom uncle frank won't let me watch the movie but the big kid the big kids can. Why can't I? And Kate's like, Kevin, I'm on the phone. And she's talking to like her sister or something. Kevin's like, it's not even rated R. He's just being a jerk. And Kate's like, Kevin, if Uncle Frank says no, that must be really bad. Because Uncle Frank is a really funny character, but he also is very creepy. And even in Home Alone 2, it even gets worse. There's a shower scene with Uncle Frank where he's like singing. He's like, oh, da, 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 da. and like, it is, you know, there's a story there with Uncle Frank. He could have been the, and this won't make sense to you, the uncle, uh, the, um, the Randy Quaid from Christmas Vacation. Or uh, do you, you just mean Randy Quaid um, in well, real Randy life? Because yeah. I understand the Randy hey, Quaid Clark, in real life. How reference. you doing, Clark? Uh, <laughs> no, he played Cousin Eddie. He, like, Uncle Frank could have been a spinoff character of Home Alone. He was that No, creepy. I think anything with start, starts with, like, Uncle. When anyone ever starts a story of, like, oh, my uncle one time, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to be a good, this is <laughs> not going to be a good story. Like, <laughs> like, uncles are just, like, notoriously, I am more surprised if it, like, like somebody starts telling an uncle story, if it ends up on like the positive side, like that's the surprising part. I'm already preparing myself for like a for like a Law and Order SVU episode, like yeah. like uncles uh, are just mm, not so great. Kate Kevin's mom is played by Catherine O'Hara, O'Hara, who's just an amazing comedian, but she's also just extremely beautiful too. I think uh, she's one of the funniest women out there. You've seen. Uh, have you seen uh, her work with? Uh, what well, I'm scared to ask. Nightmare Before like, Christmas. Yes. No, like have you seen like? Uh, 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 like yeah, I've never seen Waiting for Guffman. I've seen like Best in Show, but it's like I also think I'm like, I imagine her house is. I imagine she has like 15 Home Alone houses like all over the fucking world. Like she must have a fucking like golden kitchen. Like the amount of money she even just rakes in during Christmas time between Home Alone and Nightmare Before Christmas. Like her wait, Catherine O'Hara? Vehicles. Yeah, she's the voice yeah, of Sally. You, wait, wait. And... Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean she's the voice of Sally? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, 
This I don't, is filmed up now. Yeah, I you know I I will say I don't think I I, I was I was curious last night like how much does Macaulay rake in like because residuals aren't what they are streaming services are different like do they get a big fat check every year like Mariah Carey does in the holidays when they start singing the Christmas crap you know like are you like is that like because Mariah Carey makes her yearly nut during this month like she depends on this Nick Cannon depends on this month to like feed and house eighty to feed all kids. of his nuts yeah. that he's given out but. So Catherine O'Hare is the mom. Uh, Peter is played by an actor named John Hurd, who's been in tons of things, including uh, some a wild storyline on The Sopranos. And Pete, uh, Kevin's dad, is like, Kate, did you pick up that voltage adapter thing? And she's like, no, I didn't have time to do it. And then he's like, how do I shave in France? And she's like, grow a goatee. And he's like, Kevin's like, dad, nobody will let me do anything. And Peter's like, you don't have anything to do? I have something for you to do. You can pick up those micro machines that are all almost over there. Aunt, Les- Aunt Leslie stepped on one of them, almost broke her neck. And- yeah, I learned that there were different plugs in um, Europe because like, I've never traveled like anywhere. <laughs> um, is this about to be a butt joke? Is this about to be a butt joke? You said plugs. Oh, kind of. Well, no, how I learned about... No, I... Because I didn't know that there are different like adapters or whatever. How I learned about other cultures was one of a top movie, severely underrated, um, just married with the then real life couple of Brittany Murphy, may she RIP, and Ashton Kutcher in the movie Just Married when like some like when a wedding guest gives them, I think it's like or she's like oh my kooky aunt like gave us this like vibrator and she like tries to plug it in to like when they're on their honeymoon in Europe and then it like short circuits the entire hotel and then they're like asked to leave but then oh, that, I bet that's you I bet I you just I bet you just laughed and laughed I bet that's in the movie how theater, I learned about I bet in the movie theater other, just like wow I thought but anyways, Kevin's being a smart ass to his dad. And he's like, did I burn the joint down? I don't think so. I was making ornaments out of fish hooks. And his dad's like, my new fish hooks? He goes, I can't make them out of old ones with dry worm guts stuck on them. And you guys, I can't I can't even portray or begin to portray how cute this Macaulay Culkin is, like, at this age. Like, he is, like, the perfect little actor dude. Like he's so charming in these movies. Like there's no joke there. He's just, he had something really special. And I will say there's a dark side to that because Macaulay Culkin's career after these movies, he went from Richie Rich. He had problems with his dad and he like, there was, you know, alleged drug addiction. He got really skinny and now he's back. Like he's on a really good path now, but imagine being a kid and being the number one actor in Hollywood for a couple of years as an eight year old. Like, it really was insane. Like, there's a story I remember in Premiere Magazine where his dad, who was his manager, when they wanted him to do Richie Rich, and they were like, his dad was like, well, you're going to have to make that kid rich. And it was like, they, like his dad was playing hardball, and he's like an eight-year-old kid. Like, and he's like, like carrying these big productions, but he's just like, don't you think he's just the damn cutest kid ever? I think, he, I mean, he carried this movie, and he's an incredible, like, I... I think he's in all those scenes by himself, like Tom Hanks and Castaway. He did so great. Yeah. He didn't even have a volleyball to like work off of. Like it was just him. Yeah. But like, I think he is incredible. I auditioned for the volleyball in Castaway, by the way, Wilson. And they were just like, oh, we, he's, yeah. 
uh, they, they went. Like, they went better looking uh, for it. So they're like, "Oh no, it's not really like a taped penis roll. It's like more <laughs> yeah. deep. Than that. It's not like I think it's too. Um, yeah, I think yours. Is, is sir, take the sir, take the volleyball off your head. It's sad now, <laughs> sir, sir. Um, but he's so uh, cute. He carries this movie, anyways. He's being a smartass like, to his parents. He's not like an annoying. Like he's not like a pretentious. Like annoying like little asshole like he's like a, he's smart well and he but he like he walks that fine people. line where he he is a little asshole at times but it's in a really cute way but then he always catches himself he's always like you know even with the old man uh old man marley he catches himself and he's like yeah you can sit next to me in the church like he realizes when he needs to be a nice young man and i think it's like really does he walks that line really really yeah, great he's not like he's not just so fucking He's not so fucking annoying. Um, but did you uh, read that? Because um, we, me and you have talked like privately Dude. about our, about the good son. But like, I didn't realize it was it's like that. It's like, of course, like if it was like on the internet. So it's like, obviously it was true if it was on the internet. But um, that he like wasn't even supposed to be the role in the good son, but uh, for Home Alone 2, so I was like, oh no, if you want him to do Home Alone 2, he will. He has to do. And the good son, he plays because he wanted to. He, he took the role away from another kid and was like, oh, oh. no, this is yours. Well, by the way, because this is how it's so dark. So they really tried to set it like he wanted to show his range as a 10 year old actor. So he was in the good son where he like played like an evil kid against like a young Elijah Wood. And that's why it's fascinating. But they were really trying to like set him up. Uh, so, anyways, um he's being annoying the uncle and aunt are there with their kids as well so it's a house full of kids and the mom's like uh go pack your suitcase kevin and he's like pack my suitcase and he's like i've never packed i don't know how to pack a suitcase i was thinking about that for a kid that is got to be weird when you do start learning what grown-up things are and like yeah like there is a time where i i still actually when i think about it i still don't know how to pack a suitcase the thing like, is i'm just like when people like when his sister is like oh you're what the french call les les incompetents. or whatever and i'm like okay well you're acting very like um Countess Luanne Delisep right now, very like eggs a la yeah. France. But it's just like, um, that's not like a kid thing to do. Ramona Singer can't even unpack her own suitcase, let alone pack it. Like what what is like one of the most common um scenes we see in in Housewives when their poor maid or assistant has to pack their suitcase yeah. for them. So it's like to ask this fucking eight-year-old of like pack your suitcase. And it's like, listen, if you're a kid or like if you're a parent and ask your kid to do that, you you cannot like be pissed off when you get to like wherever you're fucking going and then you oh you have them like open their suitcase and it's like a fucking like bunch of like toy dinosaurs and like an ipad and then they're just yeah. like oh i brought no like oh i don't have a toothbrush or pants or anything yeah. nope these don't don't you know if you're this pants. if you're an eight-year-old kid don't if you're a mom don't make your unless you're doing a very specific lesson in like trying to teach it you know it's very irresponsible with Catherine o'hara's mom to go tell her eight-year-old to go pack his own suitcase he goes i don't know how to pack a suitcase i've never done this once in my whole life by the way we're intercutting between the family and the kids like buzz who's the annoying older brother and then joe pesci who we think is the policeman who keeps going hey what's going on hey i gotta talk to somebody hey. i just love that thing it's like the thing of that even back like 
than before people had like the idea of like police that now we have. Um, but it's just like a policeman is like literally in the house, just like, hey, I, can I talk to you? Can I, hey kid, can I talk to you? And they're like, whatever, bye. And no, I'm packing. And they're like, nope, I don't live here. That's my friend. Like nobody can be bothered with this fucking like police officer that's in their house. Yeah. Like, no like, respect. His family, no respect. Hotel. Go to a hotel. You're this, you're this. No, I would have nobody. Like, so no. this kid, so this no. kid, Lenny, the, one of the kids, Lenny's like, I hope you didn't just pack crap, Jeff. And Jeff is like, shut up, Lenny. And Kevin goes, do you know what I should pack? And Jeff goes, Buzz told you, cheek face, toilet paper and water. And then Lenny goes, listen, Kevin, what are you so worried about? This is what you said. You know, you know, mom's going to pack your stuff anyway. You are what the French call les combattants. And Kevin's like, what? And then we cut to Jeff at the top of the stairs, bombs away and throws bags that land right at the cop Harry's feet. And, you know, the cop Harry's just like, what's going on in this crazy house? And then Rod goes to Buzz in Buzz's room. He goes, who's going to feed your spider while we're gone? And Buzz goes, he just ate a load of mice guts. He should be good for a couple weeks. Hey, is it true? By the way, I don't know why I'm doing an older man voice for Buzz. But he's like, hey, is it true French babes don't shave their pits? And Rod's like, some don't. And Buzz's like, but they got nude beaches. And Rod goes, not in the winter, which is like a big letdown for Buzz. By the way, Annabelle, do you shave your pits? I meant to ask you while I was like, that's a good conversation starter. Oh, well, actually, that's how I, that's what I used for my nutcracker hair. Um, Wow, you all all white, all white underarm hair. But no, but I love that Buzz's idea of French babes, like, but he's also worried that they might not shave. And then like, oh, no, they don't have uh, uh, new beaches, but trust me, but they are still super rude and smoke all the time. So you'll still kind of get well. (laughs) I woke up today. I think it's today. I woke up to a picture of Medica sent me of. John Lennon and Yoko Ono, like nude doing the peace sign. And she asked me, she asked, I don't know if she'll, she asked me to classify Yoko Ono's boobs. And uh, I just woken up and, and, but I was so distracted with the huge bush that they both had. Like this John Lennon did not shave at all. Like, I mean, I mean, we're talking, they must have just been pulling yanks of hair out of their mouths. Of the whole, if there was any kind of oral thing going on, it was so different than how it is now. Like, I mean, Yoko could have had a nice landing strip, and John could have trimmed up a little bit. But like, she was like, I was like, I couldn't even notice the the genitalia of either of them because of the the bush was so distracting on these. You were people. so focused on it. Well, it's like, listen, Harry Hamlin would have loved it. Harry Hamlin, you know, Harry Hamlin's very. Harry Hamlin is very, a very well-groomed man, except that you know he has a huge bush. You know it. And she's like, Harry, yeah, Harry, don't you? I love every piece of you, Harry. <laughs> uh, anyways, Kevin's like, can I sleep in your room? I don't want to sleep in the hide-a-bed with Fuller. If he has something to drink, he'll wet the bed. And Buzz goes, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. And then Buzz looks out the window. He goes, check it out old man marley and they all look out and they see this old man they're like rod's like who who's he and buzz is like you ever heard of the south in shovel slayer and rod's like no well that's him back in 58 he murdered his whole family and half the people on his block with a snow shovel been hiding out in this neighborhood ever since and rod's like if he's the shovel slayer how come the cops don't arrest him and buzz like not enough evidence to convict they never found the bodies but everyone around here knows he did it it'll just be a matter of time before he does it again and rod's like the cops are too busy hanging out in our living room 
He walks up and down the street every night, salting the sidewalks. And Rod's like, maybe he's just trying to be nice. And Buzz is like, no way. You see that garbage can full of salt? That's where he keeps his victims. The salt turns the body into mummies. And Rod's like, wow. And Kevin's like, mummies? Oh, and he does one of those cute <laughs> McCall. I can't do it, but the cute Macaulay Culkin face. You can't but, do any cute thing, right? But, but by the way, also, wouldn't this be a cool detour for like a remake where old man Marley is a serial killer? Like where he did kill all those, <laughs> but he also, but at this time he wants forgiveness. And so he is salting the streets. Like, but he did, he also was the, the slayer of his whole neighborhood like years ago, decades ago. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, it could be both could be true. Cut to, which by the way, this is a great little small part a pizza boy driving to the McAllister home, hits a statue, which is a reoccurring joke in the front lawn. The pizza boy picks it up. Hey, all dopey. And Carrie's like, hey, how you kids doing? I'm a cop. Good. Hey, lots of action going around here today. I'm huh? going on vacation. Where you going? You hear me or what? Going on a trip? Where you going? And the two kids are just staring at Joe Pesci, like, like in a, in a fog. And the pizza in boy goes. kid way. Cause like, that's such a kid that like, they just stare at you. Like yeah. they're weird. They just like stare where you're like, stop. It's just, they're so fucking gross and weird. And they smell like sour syrup and they're just. I'm just not by a fan. Way, by the way, I am, oh, I'm doing this over Zoom, but you know Annabelle doesn't smell like roses right now. Like, like I mean, like you, like, <laughs> li- like that's what, so they, like they smell like syrup. I'm like, let, let's get a whip of Annabelle right now. I wish there could be like scratch and sniff <laughs> podcast. Say, yeah, oh my God, do you remember the TV? If this is, ooh, um, God, I'm dating myself like Ryan. Um, okay, do you remember like the TV guide that came out where it was like during like Honey Boo Boo's like peak time where they did like a scratch and sniff episode no. where like you could not be <laughs> like, this, not this hey, hey, when scene three comes up, this is what failure smells like. Not, not even it was a scratch and sniff episode where like throughout the episode, then it would yeah. it would like tell you like when to like scratch like the next thing. And so you could like smell the episode. <laughs> well, anyway, so kids smell weird, Annabelle, but I'm sure Annabelle smells weird to kid. Anyway, the pizza boy's like, okay. He's <laughs> like a little teen boy. He's like, okay, it's 122.50. And Harry's like, not for me, kid. I don't live here. And the pizza boy goes, oh, you just around for the holidays? And Harry goes, I guess you could say that. <laughs> and Frank's like, Hey, pizza's here. The pizza boy goes, there you go. That's 122.50. And Frank is like, it's my brother's house. He'll take care of it. And Harry's like, hey, listen. And Peter's like, hey. And Harry's the, you know, in the copy uniform. He's like, are you Mr. McAllister? And he goes, yeah. The Mr. McAllister who lives here? Yeah. And the pizza boy goes, good, because somebody owes me 122.50. And Harry's like, I'd like a word with you, sir. And he goes, am I under arrest or something? He goes, no, 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 no. It's Christmas time. There's always a lot of burglaries around the holidays. So yeah, nobody ever gets arrested around Christmas time. No, 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 no. It's a very safe holiday. We're just checking the neighborhood to see if everyone's taking the proper precautions. That's all. And Peter's like, oh, yeah, we have all the automatic timers for our lights, locks for our doors. It's about a, as well as anybody can do these days, right? Uh, do, you, do you want some eggnog or something like that? Which I thought was also a weird thing to offer cop yeah, eggnog. Yeah. Did you make sure you got some eggnog? Which is yeah. like number one. Like, hey, you need any dairy? Stuff. Would you like a cheese stick or something? Yeah, but like, hey, cop, who I don't, who is standing in my family room, like not even outside the door, which is like where a normal person would like get an alert, like let alone a professional um, who's standing inside my room. Like, oh, hey, do you make sure you got some eggnog? Okay, bye. Like, also, I meant like, you know what? Like, 
fake cop, I'd be like more concerned about investigating this 10 pizzas for $120. That's the most suspicious part of this. Scene. I will. I will say this is when inflation didn't like I, I'm like, wait a sec. You can tell John Hughes probably was rich at this point and didn't realize what things cost anymore because you can get like a Domino's pizza for like $8 right now. So 10 times eight, that's 80. The price for gas has gone up. The price for pizza has gone down. And I find that fascinating, which is another, they should really do a whole another movie about that. Kevin goes, uh, did anyone order me a plain cheese? Like he's whining. It's like, get in there, kid. And Buzz goes, oh yeah, we did. But if you want any, somebody's going to have to barf it up because it's gone. And Leslie's like, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. And Fuller's the one that wets the bat. And he's like, he, he's like Lisa Renee. He's like, he, and Buzz is like, Kev, Kev, get a plate. And then Buzz chokes. He's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And right before Buzz fake barfs, Peter goes, passports. Peter spills the Pepsi, the dad. And Frank goes, watch it. That's Peter's brother, Frank. And Peter goes, no, no, yeah, get these passports out of here. Fucking scrub who's useless. So this is an important note because we Peter throws away a bunch of napkins along with Kevin's airline ticket. So this is a very important piece of the puzzle of why they didn't know Kevin was gone. Um, because they're not good parents. Regard, they just don't look at, they look at airlines tickets, not their actual kids. Anyways... Kevin's like, he ate my pizza on purpose. He knows I hate sausage and olives. And Frank's like, look at what you did, you little jerk. And Kate's like, Kevin, go upstairs right now. And he's like, why? And then Jeff's like, Kevin. Like, you're like, look at what you did, you little jerk. Is really excessive for yeah, some. I wouldn't let my brother speak to my son like that. Of like, that you didn't even pay for, Uncle Frank. Like, yeah, no, the, the uncle. The parents no. don't even step in when he like screams at like, look what you did, you little jerk. I'm like, okay, I'll like have several seats. No, he's Uncle perfectly Frank. cast because I don't think there's anybody that's like, Uncle Frank's right. He is a little jerk. You well, know, like, like nobody's on Uncle Frank's parents like don't even fucking step in. And also like Catherine O'Hara, like this is one of those like families where she's like, I hope everyone's drinking. She literally says, I hope everyone's drinking milk where like we have to go and it's about to go bad. I'm like, you have that fucking house and you're like, I don't want to waste the rest of this gallon of milk. It's like, how fucking cheap are you? Like, well, okay. But here, so, so, so Kevin has to, Kevin has to go to bed. Kevin has to go to bed early and Kate goes out. The mom pays the pizza boy. And I love that the pizza boy, there's a line of like, nice tip. Thanks a lot. So I love that they threw that in there. Like Catherine O'Hara's character is not a cheapskate tips pizza boys very well. And then uh, Harry, the police officer, Joe Pesci goes, having a reunion or something? And Kate goes, oh no, my husband's brother transferred to Paris last summer and both of his kids are still going to school here. And I guess he missed the whole family. Harry smiles at Kevin showing his gold tooth. Another big moment. Kevin is like about to go up to bed and he sees the gold tooth. He like smiles and he goes, he's given us all this trip to Paris for the holidays so we can be together. And Harry goes, you're taking a trip to Paris. And Kate's like, yeah, we hope to leave tomorrow morning. He goes, excellent, excellent. Which, by the way, I would get weirded out if a cop was like, excellent, excellent. It would just be weird. And Kate goes, if you'll excuse me, this one's a little out of sorts. I'll be right back. And he goes, don't worry about me. I spoke to your husband already. And don't worry about your home. It's in good hands. By the way, did you remember, did you know that thing a couple of weeks ago where Jax Taylor did the Home Alone remake for a brand on his Instagram. Did you see that? He made his son no. be Macaulay Culkin and he was Joe Pesci and he did the smile and 
and Brittany played um, the mom. How? What? What a weird Ryan. If you can, Ryan, if you can find that, insert there, insert that into the videos. What? That's a really weird Nutrisystem commercial for her to go with. No, no, it was like I think it was for some for Jacks. I think it was a Jack's product. By the way, this is the time of the year when you see influencers just in, trying to influence the shit out of you. They're all trying to grab a piece of the money pie right now. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to know what it was for. I, I'll find out. Um, I was going to say, I'm like, what fab fit fun box was like? <laughs> but by the way, I was like, Jack's is really putting time and effort. There was like multi shots. Like you could tell this thing was directed. Like it's all from their phones, but they were like edited together. And I was like, oh, this it's, maybe- it's the only film that Randall was- Emmett is making right now. Is- <laughs> oh, man. This is a Randall Emmett. By the way, the best thing Randall Emmett's <laughs> ever made. <laughs> so, anyways, Kevin's upstairs and the mom's like, there are 15 people in this house and you're the only one that has to make trouble. And he's like, I'm the only one getting dumped on. And anyways, so. You know, I just cannot believe this. Again. She goes upstairs with you. And he's like, you know, like saying like to the attic, cause she, he's ma- like, she's making him do like a fucking flowers in the attic. But like this way, it's like, it's him being like peed on, um, like not voluntary, like not voluntarily like making out with his sister. Um, it's like when he, she's like upstairs and he's like, we're already upstairs, dummy. If I had yeah. called my parents a dummy, I would have been put up in the attic. They would have purposely locked it, gone to Paris, and come back and been like, "No, she called us. A dummy. She can, she can ruminate on that for a while." See, this is why I feel I like you, you, you might. No, like, but Emma, you- this is why I feel like you might have killed your parents. Like, I feel like you might have said the dummy thing. They said no, and you said yes, and then you fell fought back. I, mean, I told you, like how when I was like a kid, like they. Like she thought I rolled my eye. Like she, no, there was another. Oh yeah. She smacked you, right? Like she smacked you across the face. No, she didn't smack. (laughs) She did stab out one of my eyes. I am doing a, uh, gangs of Sandy Duncan. (laughs) I'm like Daniel Day Lewis. I do have one fake eye. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Uh, but no, like she thought I like slammed the door. And so then they took my door off the hinges and I didn't have a door for a year. Like if I had said like, I'm upstairs, dummy. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I like, would you? Yeah, no, this, this is what I'm saying. By the way, to, like, this is dummy? where I'm saying he's being a little asshole in this moment. And he goes, I don't want to sleep up here with Fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Ryan yeah, failing me. He's going to taunt me. And then by he's the way, water all over us. Then he didn't do it. By the way, I love that this is the movie where, uh, like Michael Jackson was like, "Hee hee, I found my new best friend." Hee, like because he he became best friends with Macaulay Culkin, and Macaulay says that he never did anything weird with Michael Jackson, which I think is like just being around Michael Jackson is kind of weird at that age regardless of what Michael Jackson did or didn't do to this young man. But I like that Michael was sitting in a, like, and he was like, this is funny what he does with the, the bad guys. Adults are bad. Ooh. You know, I think, Ooh, Macaulay, you're, you're a star, Macaulay. Ooh. Um, anyways, so Kevin goes, everyone in this family hates me. And Kate goes, then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. And Kevin goes, I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. And Kate goes, just stay up here. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. And Kevin goes, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. And Kate goes, I hope you didn't mean that. 
You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. And he goes, no, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. And he goes, I hope I never see any of you jerks again. And like, if I was him, men like, you know what? I don't need you. I can go to Olive Garden because when I'm there, I'm family with everyone. <laughs> so I don't fucking need you. No, but Kay, so, but this is actually like a very, they have a, you could tell there's going to be like mommy issues later in life or they're already, like it's starting big time in this movie. Round two, Home Alone 2 is even worse. Like I, I really do, like there's no way Kevin McAllister does not live at home still. Like um, he is so attached to his mom that it is wild. And by the way, I'm a, I I I relate to Kevin McAllister in this way. I'm very much like that with my, my you know, I just I told her last week. I said I I hope I never see any of you jerks again. And that was just last week. Just last week. <laughs> so you're like I'm doing this from the attic. Yeah, uh, Bill and Becky are downstairs. They possibly um, have left me for Christmas. So he wishes this, you guys, and then all of a sudden at night, we see the branch fall on a telephone wire, so there's no more electricity in the house, so the alarm clock doesn't go off. We cut to the front door of McAllister House the next morning, and a van driver knocks on the door while another van driver picks up the statue it just knocked over, pulling up, and... Kate wakes up and goes, Peter. And Peter and Kate goes, we slept in. And then it's like, all these fast paced kids moving around. Like, and when I watched that, I was like, I don't, you don't really see that. You don't see that in movies anymore. Like the fast forward, fast paced thing. I loved it. I, I thought I was like, look at this technology. It was amazing. The thing is, right? It's like, it's such a fun, like nineties, like, like that doesn't happen anymore. No, they need to bring it back. I hope the new avatar has that, but, um, there's a sequel to Avatar. So, anyways, this little kid, by the way, great little kid act, another little kid actor, this kid Mitch from he goes, he's talking to the van driver. He's like, Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I live across the street. You guys going out of town? We're going to Orlando, Florida. Well, first we're going to Missouri to pick up my grandma. You know the McAllisters are going to France. Do you know if it's cold there? Do these vans get good mileage? And he's like, Yeah, hey, he's like a fucking like if like Rain Man was born like under fucking Wrigley Field, like this little like Chicago like the Chicago, she kid, like, she like, kid. Like, I, 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 like doing all these random facts where I was like, he was like and like knockoff of like, do you know that the head the human head weighs yeah. or like Jerry, whatever? Do. Jerry, do you know the human? Highways eight pounds, five ounces. <laughs> um, anyway, so then what happens is Heather, like Kate, the mom is like, Heather, do a head count, make sure everyone's in the vans. Where are the passports and tickets? And Peter's like, I put them in the microwave to dry off. And then Mitch goes, How fast does this thing go? Does it have automatic transmission? Does it have four-wheel drive? And he goes, Look, I told you before, kid, don't bother me. Beat it. Heather goes, line up in front of the band. Come on, guys, line up and shut up. And Mitch is like, wow. Heather's like, shut up. I need a head count. One, two, three, four, five. And Buzz is like, 11, 92, 12. And Heather's like, Buzz, don't be a moron. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Okay. Half in this van, half in the van. Half in this van, half in that van. Let's go. And, you know, she I wish counted. they would have divided the vans how they do on Housewives when they, like, they all look at each other and they're like, who do we hate the most? Yeah. Oh, they're going to go in the opposite van of that one. Uncle Frank is the only one in the van to himself. And so they counted the, <laughs> this little Mitch kid as Kevin. So like, cause Kevin's in the attic and Mitch is like, have a good trip. Bring me back something French. 
And Frank's like, there's no way we'll make this plane. It leaves in 45 minutes. And Peter, the dad, is like, think positive, Frank. He goes, you be positive. I'll be realistic. And the electric- like, listen, this is before 9-11. So you can just, you literally- Oh, yeah. By the way, we're going to get to the- With like we're an AK-47 oh, and like a, get to a, the a 24 ounce thing of yeah. shampoo. And they're Save, like, you're oh. fine. Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get to the airport in one second. Electrical worker goes, ma'am, this is important information. I, I goes, I just want to let you know that your power is fixed, but the phone lines are a mess. It's going to take around a couple days to patch them up, especially around the holidays before cell phones. Kate's like, okay, thanks. Heather, did you get the cat kids? Uh, did you count the heads? And she goes, 11, including me, five boys, six girls, four parents, two drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. They run to the airport. Like, this is like what you just said. This is pre-9-11, so it was so easy to get right to the gate. Like, they ran in. There's no security check. There's They're no running. one seen, like standing there of like, do you want to join the clear program? Do you want to join clear? You can yeah. sign up for clear for a free month. And also, this is when you know it's like a fiction movie. The airport gate agents is like, no, you just made it right in time. Single seats only in coach. Like happy and smiling. She's happy to do her job. Yeah, she goes, go into coach. And she goes, grab whatever seat's available. And I'm like, is this a fucking Southwest flight? Dude, I was, I was like, coming back. Grab from, I was coming. seat's available? Are I was coming back from seat? Chicago last week. And literally the lady was like, we have a weight requirement on this plane. You can only put a certain type of bag about like she seemed like she was about to cry. And I was like, that's what I needed from this airport gate agent. But they're like, you just made it, McAllisters. Single seats only in coach. Take whatever's free. I, and- wish. I remember literally, and this is like at this fucking airport here. Um, I remember like I was in like security line and I gave like I gave the TSA person. Now, granted, I'm not kidding. There are two gates at this airport. There are two gates. Two gays? Uh, Do you say two gays? Gays. I thought you said gays. Two gays. I was like, that's not right. And I was like, oh, no, they don't allow any of those names. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, No, that's what I love about about my job. It's like there are only six of us who work there, and um, four of us are gay. And I'm like, I love that. I'm like, how lucky am I that I get to work in, like, a, like a liberal cool like office where like all of us are attractive and like the same age. Like I'm very, very blessed. Um so no, but there are somebody only- should write a sitcom about you guys. Um maybe Wait, this I- could be by the way, you guys could be a reality show then. Like, oh, it could be called Gaken. <laughs> or like or like Gaken at work. Play Gaken like, and work. <laughs> Gaken at work. Gaken at work. Like making it work, but gay and then Aiken. <laughs> Can it work? Yeah, we're claymates. Um, <laughs> uh, I was a claymate. I voted for him every week, and I'm like, Ruben, I'm worried about your, you know, like I'm worried about your cholesterol level. I don't know if you're we're even going to make it to the finale. So I like voted for Clay, and like, unfortunately, <laughs> anyway. But um, there are only by the way. By, by the way wait, by the way, rest in peace to Ruben Stuttered, who was an amazing. Wait, did he die? He did, did <gasps> pass away. Yes. Are you serious? I am serious. Yes. I can't tell if you're kidding. I can't tell if you're kidding. Look up Ruben Stuttered online right now. Oh, like no. you can, yeah, oh, you no. your little. Oh no! You, I don't have my. Phone. And you never even. Anyways, trust me. Okay, but, but uh, oh no! Did Ruben Stutter die? Here's what I found. Um. So she didn't say yes. He did. Well, I think she wants you to read it. He didn't die, you asshole. Yes, he did. Wait, are you sure? 
Wait, it says like on. Wait, 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 one second. The thing is on Wikipedia, it says years active 2002 to present. Wait, one sec. <laughs> okay, I. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He is alive. <laughs> so oh my god, I'm so sorry. I did. I really, I really did think he. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? I'm so sorry, Ruben. He actually looks amazing. And by the way, oh my god, two days ago, listen to this: American Idol star Clay Aiken and Ruben Stutter team up for a tour. And a charity concert. They're going on tour together. So actually, what turned out to be a negative you is turning and into you post a no, you no. This is turning into, no, this is turning into a positive thing because I am promoting the Ruben Studdard Clay Aiken tour coming not up. To, not, not via Ouija board, via was, the interwebs, because he's still uh, alive. Wow. Uh, well, anyways, they're going on tour, so check wow, that out. So basically, by the way, you wait, okay, okay, here's a plug because I'm having to fucking correct you. Here's a plug you can get tickets at the event's official website, rubenandclay.com. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors, and we have two amazing ones today. Uh, so Bad It's Good this week is sponsored by Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money is actually a product that I use, and it is really cool. They've been with us once before, and okay, so they used to be called uh, a company called Truebill, uh, and now they are known as Rocket Money. And this is great. So are you wasting money on sub subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. I've been trying to clear up space on my phone because I've been telling you I'm out of space and I've been deleting all of these apps and I didn't realize how many subscriptions I have to things that I had completely forgotten about. And that's where Rocket Money comes into play. So maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. So there's this great app that I am using now that helps me track all of my expenses and because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. And... That's what I was just talking about. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much money your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around uh, 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus dollars. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's, there's this app that I'm using once again called Rocket Money, and it solves all of these problems for you. This app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. They do this, folks. They truly do double charge you sometimes. So to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press, and I know this is going to sound hard for you guys, you just have to press cancel on the Rocket Money app. It takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Uh, that's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. One more time. Say it with me, rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Go check this out. I really do think it's an amazing product and it does help the show when you go check these things out. Go try it. Why not? Like it really does. It actually does work. So I, I am a total believer in this, in this product. Also, as well as my next product, 
You guys know how much I geek out about this company. I have talked about this company on the show now a couple times, and it bought, like I'm so excited that they're a sponsor, uh, Masterclass. Masterclass is with us once again, and Masterclass is truly, I think, one of the best gifts you could give somebody, but also one of the best last-minute gifts you could give somebody. I'm actually getting this for my dad, one of one of his gifts for the holidays. I cannot stress what a special product masterclass is. These are classes taught by world-renowned people in their field. You can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. So you can learn from Kris Jenner. Yeah, the one and only Kris Jenner, who I talk about all the time. Jenner teaches a class called On the Power of Personal Branding, and it is truly incredible, folks. I was talking about this when they showed it on the Kardashians this season, Um, but it is really, I'm going to get into it in a second, all the different classes she has within her uh, her masterclass. It is just truly awesome, but they also have over 180 classes from a range, uh, from a range of world-class instructors you know, that thing you've always wanted to do, it's closer than you think. And Masterclass is truly here to help. My Masterclass experience, now I have about 10 classes in my queue right now. Uh, everyone from Steve Martin to Judd Apatow to Werner Herzog to Bob Iger, the head of Disney. I mean, you really have a front row seat. To, I mean, the Duffer brothers who did Stranger Things. You have so many amazing people. You have Doris Kearns Goodwin, who is one of my favorite, favorite uh political historian writers out there, she does a class on Masterclass. And it's, uh, so Chris Jenner, let me tell you, I'm taking that one right now. And within her lesson, within her class, there are 12 classes within that Masterclass. And there are titles like um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, How It Started, Consider Your Target Audience, Social Media, Owning It, Come on, Lisa Reno, we love it. Uh, there's a class visual storytelling that Chris teaches. Uh, monetize your brand. I mean, listen, this hits me in the pop culture feels completely, but also this is somebody that really does know their stuff. I would give anything to learn from Chris Jenner, and I actually have a front row seat to do it through Masterclass. Um, so I... I'm going to actually probably be doing a Patreon on Masterclass because I think the Chris Jenner one especially is so cool to talk about because there's so many little nuggets within. And remember, Chloe even shows up and she gets interviewed at the end on a huge 45-minute interview at the very end of this Masterclass as well. Um, and you can stop and start at any time. Remember that. You don't have to do this all at once. You can stop and start. Like I said, there's so many lessons. And this thing, it's like... You're just given all of this knowledge and the freedom to poke around and learn from the greats. I mean, that really is one of the coolest gifts you could give someone. I really think this is the best gift. And like I said, last minute gift too, that you can sign up your friend, your family member, even yourself at a moment's notice. And you can start learning. 
Chris Jenner for me was a perfect place to start because it kind of focused on a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. It's like she teaches about finding and defining your personal brand, uh, like identify, target, and connect with your audience, which I'm trying to do on a daily basis, monetizing your brand through social media, which I try to do with the Instagram, uh, create a brand that's honest and successful, um, getting ahead with social media hacks, uh, delivering consistent content that viewers will love, um, and how to generate maximum likes, comments, and engagement. These are things that Kris Jenner thinks about. And you're, of course, obviously, right? They're the Kardashians. Um, and I think it's awesome because you're learning from someone that is a proven successful entrepreneur. Um, a lot of these things are antidotal. She's telling stories about her career. And I that's the thing that, like, as a pop culture historian, I love to hear that. I love to hear personal stories. Uh, this is the one I started with, and I think it's a perfect one. But like I said, I'm going next to Steve Martin's. And I'm so, you know, I'm a Steve Martin just geek. And let me just take you to his. This is how quick you can get to theirs. Um, you just go to your library. I have it in here. You type in the old uh, Steve Martin, and it pops right up. Steve Martin, of course, teaches comedy. And you, there's even a class guide you uh, you open up with supplemental materials for Steve Martin's comedy course. And there is 25 classes within his master class. I am geeking out just looking at all of these. He teaches story techniques, screenwriting case study, Roxanne. He uses the movie Roxanne, editing, uh, writing case study, meteor shower, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exciting. Steve's comedic inspirations. Listen, this is just... I mean, this is, I was so excited when I got them as a sponsor because I just wanted to do all of these classes. So it was like my dream. So I'm hoping some of you guys feel the same way because you really, really should. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash so bad today. That's masterclass.com slash so bad terms apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. 
Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not a joke. It's R-U-B-E-N. I'm so sorry to say that he passed away. Okay, anyways, back to the movie. No. They, okay, no, we got to. We Annabelle, they were it's this is this is how we end up with five hours. We got to. We got to push on. I'm I sorry that our TSA agent who told me when I gave him my ID, he looked, there are three people who work at that airport. I gave him my ID, which obviously like I have like makeup on in it, and he was like, poof rough morning you don't he goes you don't really look it's like, like buzz's this. girlfriend woof he goes he goes woof rough morning you don't look like this and i looked at him i just like looked up and i was like i just came from my parents funeral and like took my ticket and you walked admit, away you admit your parents are gone i admit oh. that i did a dual funeral because i was too cheap to pay for uh <laughs> separate ones uh, and I also wait, put them in this. Wait, wait, wait. So you 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 made up a thing to make the guy feel bad that your parents had died? Yeah. You want to shame me that I don't look like how I fucking look on my like on my fucking driver's license, you dickhole. And it's 5 30 in the morning. Fuck you. Yeah, I just came from my parents. And what did he say? He was like, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. And I so was like, he, Yeah. Well, I would have asked why you was your parent why was your parents' funeral that early in the morning? You said you came from five 5.30 in the morning. Well, how early are you doing funerals? No, I meant I was there visiting for my parents' funeral. Oh, I thought you meant you just came from the funeral and like got to the airport. I mean, yes, was There's I a lot of holes here. Buried yeah. them in the same thing. Yes, it was the cheapest. I've got to say, I'm kind of. I, I think I'm more on the airline attendant side on this one. He was judging me of like, "Ooh, you look like real shit, girl." For like, yeah. this is well, like that is like I will say, my driver's license photo is a lot better to me, and I get like if anybody even checks my ID anymore, they're always like, "Huh." You know, they, you can tell they got a little chuckle out of there. Like, well, I mean, obviously, they're like, he's sir, older. this isn't he, black and white. This well, they're like, oh. It's it's like obviously you know he's old enough to come in, but you know sad for him that he doesn't look like this anymore. Like I always get that notion that I read on people's faces from my driver's license. Anyways, the point is the parents sit in first. <laughs> the point is the parents sit in first class, you guys, and the kids sit in coach. So another reason why they wouldn't know that Kevin isn't there. And Frank, Uncle Frank, this little son of a bitch, this funny son of a bitch, he goes, hey. Hey, it's real. It's real crystal. The salt shakers. And the wife's like, yeah. So he goes, put them in your purse. 
And he goes, Frank, I can't do that. Put him, put him, put, put him in your purse. And the wife looks like the wife looks like Mrs. Like Doubtfire. She looks she, like, no, she looks like no, she looks like um uh Megan McCarthy. She looks like like she Megan does McCarthy. Not a little look bit. Like, she Wait, does Megan not McCarthy look. looks awesome. I, I, I she does look like Megan McCarthy. She looks like a Megan McCarthy character. Megan McCarthy is like beautiful. This she does. I not don't think this like lady's ugly at all. Wait, I okay. You, uh, I don't looks, think this. This looks, this looks like, like a Megan like McCarthy a, character, like like the character she played in Spy. Okay, yes, she looks okay, but that's yes. not. Like, that's not like Megan McCarthy. Like what she looks like. I like, wasn't talking about. By the way, I don't think that's what she looked. That lady looks like the the actor. I think that actor probably had her hair done up like this. It's a specific it type looks of like character. A Universal Studios, Miss like. Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't agree, but I judge for yourself, you guys. Um, this is what film critics do. You get it. We we have disagreements. This, if and, it was a watch, what happens live poll? All right, audience, go to the polls. <laughs> go to polls. <laughs> so bad it's good.com. We're taking a live poll. Is Bethany Frankel a piece of poop? Peter goes, uh, Kate goes, don't you feel like a heel flying first class with all the kids back in coach? He's like, the kids are fine. Kids are going to be okay. We cut to the McAllister house. Kevin wakes I'm up. Like, and he's like, was like, there's much more sensitive, much more a sense of community and coach. Trust me. Like, and bridesmaids of like, they're much more comfortable in coach. But oh, it's man. the, the taking the salt and pepper shakers, like RJ took silverware from the Mexican restaurant like two weeks ago. Like, it's just something weird. Like, it's something that's super embarrassing. Annabelle, maybe that's a good Christmas gift for him. Maybe it's a good Christmas so, gift for him. I, didn't realize I did get them gifts. I got them gifts three months ago. And I... Well, it's so funny how she just realized a very specific question that was asked. Isn't that weird? I got it three. I got them. I, I got Nancy a saddle and I got RJ drone pictures. I sent you one of those drone pictures. Wait, drone... Drone pictures or a drone? Oh my god, no, he'd be terrified of a drone. No yeah. drone pictures. <laughs> but you got your mama's saddle? That's yeah. A good gift. See, I'm a good gift giver. I just forget about them. <laughs> Did you wrap it yet? No. Are you going to wrap it? Yeah, I'm gonna wrap it when I find how do you wrap a saddle? How do you wrap a saddle? No, because it's gonna be in like a box, but I oh okay. I was like that just uh, that seems like so complicated to wrap a saddle, but I shouldn't say saddle, it's a sibian, but kind of like a it's gonna be a very big box. (laughs) So Kevin wakes up, he's like, Buzz, Buzz, Mom, Dad, hello, Rod, Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank, is this a joke? Megan, Lenny, is this a joke? It's only my imagination, only my imagination. And it cuts to the garage. He's like, the cars are still here. They didn't go to the airport. And then he goes in the house and he's like, I made my family disappear. And we start seeing these flashbacks of like, Megan's like, Kevin, you're completely helpless. Lenny go, you know, Kevin, you're what the French call Lea Competent. And Buzz is like, Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. Kevin, you're such a disease. There are 15 people in this house and you're the only one that has to make trouble, his mom says. And Frank goes, look what you did, you little jerk. And then Kevin smiles and he goes, I made my family disappear. And then it turns into a fun and we're having fun. And it's like celebrating the freedom of being home alone. And this is like the real, like where it's like fun to be without your parents. We cut to Buzz's room and Kevin opens Buzz's trunk and he grabs a Playboy magazine and he goes, ugh, no clothes on anybody. Sickening. And I was like, just wait. Did you Kevin. see the outside where it was like Playboy, like newscasters of America? 
No, I didn't see that. No. Oh my God. Wait, is, is Jane is Jane Polly the cover girl? Of and I was like, movie? oh my God, finally Anne Curry getting the attention she deserves. Uh, wait, wait, who's the uh uh who's that blonde one on Fox News? The the uh oh, that the blonde one on Fox News <laughs> that like that fucking narrows it down. <laughs> so anyways cool firecrackers i'll save these for later and he goes buzz i'm going through all your private stuff you better come out and pound me and uh this is when kevin finds a framed picture of buzz's girlfriend and he goes buzz your girlfriend woof now i will tell you a behind the scenes fact about this moment that john hughes and christopher columbus felt so bad about this joke that the the girl in the picture is actually a boy dressed in a dress with makeup. So they didn't, they didn't ever want to make a, this is no, not a joke. They just didn't want ever a girl to be used as this joke. So they put a boy in makeup and a dress. And I thought that was actually kind of cool. Which is very sweet. Like I always like think of like, with like the like fat characters or whatever in like in movies, like especially like fat girl characters where I'm like, Oh, like on one hand, you're like so excited. You get a part, but like, Especially, and then you're like, oh, it's just like me being made, fun, you know, like, oh, man, just, I've been told, I, yeah, I just always think of the girl like in Mean Girls, where they're like, where it's like the like, like fat girl, where like when she like bumps into Regina, where she's like, watch where you're going, fat ass, where it's just like, I, <laughs> oh, dude, it's like, I gotta, being an actor is the worst for so many ways. She's because like there's the like, fat one, but she's like telling like Rachel McAdams that like she's the fat one, yeah. but it's just like, and like then Katie Heron like compliments her like when she's like breaking up like the crown and like giving like the spring fling crown like pieces of it and she's like your hair like your hairdo like looks really beautiful and it must have taken hours here's a piece of crown for you and I'm like oh but then on the other hand like you get to be in the Mean Girls film where so it's like eh. Uh, yeah it evens out no but i remember like as an actor like commercial audition wise i remember when i would get pulled in for like these were the worst and i told my agent like don't like but you know, like i i have no power like my agent would send me in sometimes for like swimsuit ones like where they were like but it, they'd be like fun funny but like i have like l- like I've t- i have love handles like that are like love handles you know like you don't see the love hand like you know, and I and I'd love I would to be the one that self hate handles. I yeah, I'd, I'd love yeah, I'd love to I'd love to be the one that you know normalizes love handles for everybody. But like when you're in a room for an audition and they're like, take off your shirt, and you're trying to do a fun scene on a, a jet ski, you're just thinking the whole time of like, oh my god, am I jiggling? And I remember the one time I did it this at 200 South La Brea was where the commercial uh, audition place was on the second floor. I remember going in and nobody was there. So I was like, okay, I can take my shirt off just for the casting director. And then I go out and I realize there's like a group of girls standing there. And the video is on of <laughs> my like room where I had taken off my shirt and rode the jet ski like this. And so I just must've been jiggling. And I was like, Oh, oh, I was so, it was. Why are they making, like, they had, like, a jumbotron, like, entire. Well, no, no, so, so, like, okay, so, Tuna Santa Brea, 
you would have the normal like waiting room with all the actors. And then you, there would be like this door you'd go into. And then there was like a back area that you would wait where there would be TVs up for the casting directors. And then you'd go into the actual audition room, which is the, the last you know section of it. But in that middle area, there's all these TV screens and it was totally empty when I went in there. But by the time I got out, there was like a group of people standing around and I was like, Oh, and it was like, eight feet away from me but it was my room and i was like no and i so didn't like did they give you like a real like jets like a real like to pretend on or did they give you like one of those outside of like grocery stores you remember when they used to have those like little like toy like horse machines where you'd pay 25 cents to ride like one of those like machine horses or whatever like one of those like up and down like toys like what did they have you pretend to ride on? Oh, it was so they so uh, commercial auditions. They would always have like like two black boxes and like a chair. Like they would never be the right prop. Like it wasn't about props. It was about creating. So it would be like it's about would, space work. You're well, like, it would be like sometimes they would, sometimes they would have a drive. Like for car ones, they would have a driving wheel sometimes. But for this one, they would just be like, yeah, just put your hands out and just go like this. Like I love you say driving wheel instead of just a steering wheel. <laughs> Oh, sorry, steering wheels. Oh, wait, what are those? Well, in the forties, like they call it a driving wheel. <laughs> like, Anyways, yeah, it was like so. Those were the worst ones when you had to take your shirt off and you weren't comfortable with your body. And I was just like, damn. And so at you least know, got to those auditions. No, like, but it was I'm funny. Just, like, well, I shouldn't have been. Like, well, like it's hard to explain to your agents. You're like, dude, I don't. You see, my headshot looks fine, but I have love handles, and like you, like you're trying to explain it to them, and they're like, I don't get it, and I'm like, oh, the love handles, and then like I just imagine, like I, I would love your doctor. Try going to your colonic doctor, and why do you have a colonic? And, By the way, that's not well, a, I don't have There's one not now, a colonic doctor. In LA, it's somebody that like, gives colonic. Okay, um, okay, he was. A doctor who, looking back, when I watched this like Matthew Perry thing, where this Matthew Perry interview, when he was like, "I was on like fifty Vicodin a day," or like yeah. whatever he said, and I, I was like, "I love that." I went to like a doctor of like him and Hank Azarias. Like I saw online of the, them doing like a YouTube sponsorship for this guy, and Ryan, I swear, like if you. <laughs> you google dr bo wagner and he was like a doctor to like a bunch of celebrities and he i will say like his products were amazing which probably like really fucked me up um because he had this like little juice that he, like wore like you if you drank it for two days you would literally lose like five pounds like it was like great like it was oh my god let me drink it now um but- uh, and like Jenny McCarthy and like Jessica, I'm like all these like people like would go to him. And so like, I, so I paid a bunch of money to go to him. And so I started doing clonics, which I had like never done before. And then like, when I came back to see him after I had like, I had gained weight, but it's like now looking back at those pictures, you know, when you could go, when you wish you could go back to the first time when you were like, I thought I was so fat. And yeah, you know, like, yeah. 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 Look at pictures. Man, I like, killed a look I at like, fucking, yeah. I would kill anyone. I would kill this entire house full of children in this movie to go back to a picture of me when I was like, I found so fat. And I'm like, I could not fit like an arm into what I was wearing now. But um, when I went and I was just like, yeah, I'm just like, I know I like, I've just gained a lot of weight. So I feel like I'm like, I just need to go back on the program. And he was like, 
he was like, whew, yeah, when I, 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 you've just, you've just exploded and made the like sound, like made the mushroom cloud, like sound of like, you've just exploded. He goes, you must only be going out for fat rolls right now. And I was like, well, I'm not going out for any rolls, but thank you for thinking I'm getting. People are so fucking rude. And I got, I work (laughs) out with this. I work out with, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So back to the movie. Um, you know, Kevin is having the time of his life and we cut to Kevin in the living room watching a movie that doesn't exist. They filmed it just for this, but it's called angels with filthy souls and, and it's, it's a black a, and white, a movie. black and white film, which I don't know why a kid would like go to that, but I guess what it is, I think it represents is this is probably like a dirt, like an R rated black and white movie that he's like, he was never able to watch. So that's what my backstory is. And we have this character of Johnny goes, who is it? And Snakes is like, it's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. And Johnny's like, leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. And Snakes is like, all right, Johnny, but what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. Is that a fact? How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't ain't in charge no more. And Kevin screams out, guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. You better come out and stop me. Trying to will his parents back. And then we go back to the movie and Johnny's like, He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get you ugly, yellow, no good keista off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. And snakes is like, all right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. And Johnny goes, one, two, 10. And he shoots his Tommy gun. And then he did it. And just a lot. And Kevin's like, oh, fuck. And he goes, Keep the change, you filthy animal. And Kevin pauses the film. And he's like, mom. And then we cut to the plane. And Kate, the mom, checks her pocketbook. She's like, what, what's the matter, honey? He's like, she, I have a terrible feeling. And he's like, oh, that's probably your time of the month. And no, he didn't say that. But I was just seeing if Annabelle was paying attention. And no, Peter I was goes, just saying, like, I can't believe you're going line by line of this. And then when you said that, I was like, oh, I guess I missed that line. Because I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways. She's like, I felt, I feel like I forgot something. And they're like, did I, did I turn off the coffee? And he's like, no, I did. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. And Kate goes, no, that's not it. What else we could we be forgetting? And then there's a moment. Kevin! And then right at this moment, we cut to Kevin with a sled at the top of the stairs and the front door is open and he's going to slide down the stairs and go out the door into the snow and we cut back to the plane and they're like downstairs. We did that in college. But also this is like, we, we cut to the flight attendant going, man, the captain's <laughs> like, being... you're like, I'm not acknowledging this. No, that's college. We, we, we're going to go back to the moment in a second, but we go to the flight attendant. The cat goes, the captain's doing all he can, ma'am, but your phones are still out of order, which I'm like, wait, you can call people on a plane. They never let us use our cell phones. So how are they even trying? Yeah, how is this technology? They used to have those like planes. They used yes. to have those attached to the back, but did Why they, did they have Is that because of 9-11 too? Was that because of 9-11 too? They stopped that? No, I'm not joking. I don't. No, I people, remember when people were like calling their families during 9 yeah. 11 like, on the plane. Yeah, it was so I, sad. yeah, I remember Hugh Grant's you know opening monologue of Love Actually. Yes, I remember them talking about the by the way. We we were like, oh, should we do Love Actually or this? And everybody voted for Love Actually, but I was like, there's like really, really, really depressing moments in Love Actually that I'd forgotten about. That I was like, I don't even want to talk about like about cheating and about like I was just like. 
this, you know, let's make fun of this kid. It's like a fuck up, you know? I that that's one of the reasons why I didn't know if you were kidding at the beginning when you said like, um, at the beginning of like five hours ago, when you said like Catherine O'Hara was only 18 at the, you know, when she <laughs> filmed this, because yeah. it's like one thing about love, actually, it's like that Kira Knightley, this is like, not is only eight years older than the like little kid in the love actually movie. She's only eight years older, which is oh, like real. Yeah. Which is like, insane to think about and then also another like then something I saw on Twitter which I like thought was a joke and then I looked it up and I was like oh my god it's real and it was cut out so like at the end of like love actually when like the little kid is like running to um say goodbye to like Joanna at the airport like they cut um some ridiculous scene it's like it's still him running through the airport but they cut the scene of like I guess him being like a gymnast and so it's like him running through the airport, but then doing all these like, I don't know, like insane, like, like Gabrielle, like whoever like was like that amazing, like gymnast, like a few years ago, like insane, like gymnast, like routines, like through the airport and like getting away from like running like TSA agents by like swinging on like monkey bars and like doing like a, like triple flip, like insane, like in like ridiculous, like gymnasts where they're like this was like cut out for like this storyline was cut out and I'm like Liam Neeson with his fucking giant penis and like this like gymnast kid you knew that like Liam Neeson has like a famously like large penis right no I've always appreciated Liam Neeson for his acting work I've, I've not actually been aware oh, of you this. don't know him from his penis work I really I really I really don't I know John Hamm has a huge hog uh, hog's no, ham, it's as like, we call I, it. when I read Andy Cohen's like first book um, this was in Andy Cohen's book that Liam Neeson has a huge not, dong. Not the, not his first book, not most talkative, but like the second one of like Andy diaries or whatever, because he was very good friends with like RIP Natasha Richardson. Oh yeah. Uh, the mom in, wife, like, yeah. Parent yeah. And like, and she was married to Liam Neeson and he was like very good friends with them and like wrote about how, like wrote about his like giant dick in his like in the book and like Kevin Smith has talked about like Kevin Smith has talked about like Liam Neeson's like giant, oh my like, giant god I would dog. kill I would kill to be written like this about this like this like I mean that's so cool I like, mean can imagine. you think about how many how many like rolls of scotch tape he would even have to use to wrap around his dick you like, know what I, you know you, 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 yeah but there's not enough scotch tape one of those, like, gift packs. you know you know what like you know what even like the other thing is like that bums me out like what the actual conversation about my dong would be like if there was just a group of girls that had all seen it at a certain point they're all in one room maybe this is in heaven who knows and they're all like uh that ryan bailey what about him they're like it's good it was a, yeah it was like an average penis like i know it would, they would be like it was average it was average Cool. That is how I imagine heaven being is just a bunch of girls standing around talking about your dick. Heaven, heaven <laughs> Which is such a... like, um, you know what? I'll go to hell. I'm sure. By the way, by the way, by the way, knowing, hey, knowing, knowing heaven, knowing heaven, knowing, like I, knowing heaven, like I know heaven, I would probably be right outside the pearly gates overhearing this and crying. Like, what do you want to hear when you get to like, if James Lipton was asking me, what do you want to hear? If God exists, if God exists, <laughs> what would you like to hear him say to you when you enter the pearly gates of life? When he was like, 
Up here, we only talk about so bad it's good host Ryan <laughs> Bailey, penis, and then like send me back. I just send me down. Well, some, I think that's the hard part about having large legs is like I always say, you just don't get like it's it's like dimensions, like you know, like you don't like if I had little tiny stick legs. I'm sorry, I have do you a, say it's like dementia or dementia? Dement, dimensions, dementia. Okay, because I do wish Dement, I had dementia. D- dimensions, dimensions. I always say this, if I had little tiny Pinocchio legs and my penis, it would be considered ginormous. Like it would be considered like, holy shit. So you're, but you're, I have, I have like thick thighs. Like if you had like Sutton legs, that you'd be I, like, exactly. I feel like Liam Neeson. Well, yeah, because it would be like, holy, because I have thick thighs. So anything compared to my thighs, if you compare my, I've said, if you compare my penis to my thighs, it's not proportional. But if I had tiny legs, I would be visually stunning in the penis area. So I think. like if you had like. With that, with legs, that like, and the huge bush like, I have, of course. Like American girl doll sized legs, like no, 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 no. Normal size leg, no, no. I'm the same height. This doesn't affect my height, but just teeny tiny stick legs. Hmm. So what I'm saying is that I have big legs. So then my I don't know know how proportions or um. By the way, we're only talking about this because there's an exact scene like this in Home Alone when he takes a shower in a second. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? If you compare anything to my legs, it's going to look dwarfed in size because my legs are so big and muscular. Right. They are muscular. They're not like I'm not saying they're just fat. There's muscular legs, you know. But I'm just yeah. saying that's where I think like you know sometimes i've imagined god like when he puts us together it's like like barbie parts and like maybe look i know you know god doesn't make mistakes and blah 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 but like maybe like god was like talking to you know his son i, know. I feel like if anyone listened to us people have been like no god does make mistakes like- <laughs> well i've certainly made a mistake listening to these two bozos. <laughs> no but i always figured like god taking like random ba- barbie parts and like putting them together and he like accidentally put like different legs with mine like not proportionate he's to like my- guys 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 i'm tired of the same like uh, like it's just let's you know, like yeah. monday the same routine check this out let's have some fun and then they're just like sit yeah. a bunch of it and they're That's like no, I always think Annabelle. I always, like, I always think down. when the Kardashians return to heaven, they will. God will be like, "Wait, I didn't even fucking recognize you. What the fuck, Chloe? Like, what did you do? This is not how I created you. Like, wait, like are you kidding me? That you're like, <laughs> I don't just like to think of like God in heaven being like, all right, uh, I put together uh, two ridiculous things that I'm going to send to Earth, which I think will, you know, laughter is the best medicine besides medicine. Yeah. Uh, bring great joy. I, bring uh, great joy. I think I'm sending these two things. All right, one's a platypus, <laughs> and the other's Ryan Bailey. <laughs> Check out these legs. His dog looks small by comparison. No sense. Physically. And God. And God God is how he goes, he goes, he goes, what the funny, he goes, no, no, you don't understand. It's a visual joke. Like what it is, is that it's a normal size dong, but I'm putting extremely large legs around it. And so this guy, his whole life is going to wonder if he actually has a decent sized dong or not. Like he's his whole life, like, you know, into his forties, he's going to wonder if he has a normal sized dong or not. 
And it's like the funniest part is like everyone else on earth is going to say, no, it's not a regular size. It's ridiculously embarrassing. He's like, which makes the joke funnier because he's not doing like an Andy Kaufman because he's not in on it. He like, it's like, and then, and then everybody, and everybody around, and by like, the way, everybody around like, God, all the apostles, all everybody, everybody up there is like, they're all like having to like go along, like, oh, that's hysterical, God. Even and they're like, that's not cool. Like, that's like a weird thing, but we're but they're all too afraid <laughs> to step to God because they're like, he's God. And and by the way, even me saying this, now there's gonna be a thing in heaven where was a God's like, I didn't love the God routine. That's not how I made you. Like, now so we're gonna have to have that, a discussion. That she's going to be like, yeah. I didn't approve. <laughs> I, no, they, I mean, there's like this, I mean, this is gonna cause waves up there. That's what I, I'll this conversation right here, I'm gonna have to revisit at some point. In heaven, hopefully, knock on, you know. But, anyways, back to this. Uh, this this kid <laughs> left her kid. This this mom left her kid <laughs> alone at Christmas, and they're in a plane. Could you imagine how pissed you'd be if you had to turn around because some mom left their kid? Because some mom fucking left their kid. Oh, and then, dude, like, it would be like, no, go, we aren't oh, going. Listen, back. lady, you have four more of them. Listen, if we were in fucking medieval time listen you'd be a fucking you she would be octomom listen in medieval times you're lucky if you get one to the age of fucking like eight years old so listen, I, I, honestly to, to tell you the truth reason you have five you got four more i honestly thought this backup. would end i Move thought this on. i thought that this would end the parents relationship and and home alone two they would be a divorced family but they're still together in home alone two because i would also think that dad's like you know they make the dads like working all the time da, 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 but you'd be like I put you in charge of the kid. Like, it's very not right, but like he, you know, like men sometimes go, Oh, well, you know, you have to raise the kids. I'm making the money for everybody. And so I just thought like, wow, is there going to be a fight on the plane between this? Like there was one damn thing I asked you to do count the kids. I don't. And I don't mean to generalize. I know some dads are super into kids. Let I mean, especially their own, probably. I hope, but like, I literally I don't think that like most dads would just I I imagine like most dads like hearing this if this was happening he'd be like oh this is gonna really uh, yeah he's like this uh, is gonna interrupt my Paris fuck fest yes but, uh, well she's just gonna be fucking moaning it's gonna about be the worse. kid that's just gonna be all about the kid I was waiting for the scene where Peter's like dude he'll be fine like and also this is where cell phones would have really come into play of like okay are you okay like. We're going to get, you know, like, I, I don't know. They're, I don't know. It's a like, tough, it's a tough it's scenario. Like, it's so crazy watching this because it is like, if we were watching, like watching this movie, because I guess it's been a really long time since I've watched a movie like this old, like that, like the, I mean, cause even just like, if you watch like fucking like she's all that or something like the technology is like, wow, this is so ridiculous and out of date. Like watching something like this, it is like watching, like, it's like, it's a wonderful life or whatever, which I also haven't seen. But like where it's so insane to see a time where there weren't cell phones or there were, you know, like internet, because now it would be like, this would be like a viral TikTok if he was like, I know, see, but it looks like, it looks like he would be like a fucking influencer overnight. But doesn't it look like more fun back then? Like you would actually play around with like trying to like hit burglars with paint cans and shit like that instead of like being glued to your, by the way, because the reality of this, if we lived in today's time, this Kevin would have got onto the dark web 
would have like saw some really raw material, would have started plotting something about a school. It would have just been a mess because this kid would have tried to take it out on society. And like, thankfully, we were in a much simpler time. Much where where he just plays with a BB gun. When I saw like a giant gun in like uh, the like older, like the gross older brother's room up on the wall. And I was like, oh no. And then it was like, it's just a BB gun. And I'm like, oh, such sweet times. Oh, such adorable <laughs> sweet times. Um, Cause this was before like Kevin would have been radicalized on Reddit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, yeah. By the time the parents get home, he's like, I have no parents. Yeah, the, internet, just... <laughs> the internet is my parents. I will be, he's like, he's like he's, he's, I, I created an AI program that makes people <laughs> weird versions of themselves. <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, like, like, don't beat yourself up, but I would have been like, beat yourself up, man. Like, yeah, that's shitty parenting right there. Like you did forget a kid. And also like, did it like none of the kids on the plane, like this, and this also the backstory is so important here is like none of the brothers or sisters seem like they like Kevin at all because none of them knew that Kevin was there. Like none of, no, like he doesn't have a, a, person in that family that's rooting for kevin because you would think he'd be close to one of his sisters where they'd be like oh i want to go see how kevin's doing since he's eight years old not one of those kids did that and that just shows you that this kid must have been a nightmare potentially at that age i mean i'm an only child so i don't know like i know as like adults you guys are supposed to be like probably better off but it's like as like kids don't like most siblings like hate each other yeah, I mean, like, well, no, you know what? I, a lot of times, yes, but then I, I, would, I, do have, I would have like, I, I expected you to be like, well, I mean, I was hated a lot by. No, you know. no, like you would have like, like me and my sister aren't the closest. We we get closer as we get older, actually. But like then my buddy Nick, he's he was, was best friends with his sister since they were, you know, like young. Like I always I always thought that I was like, oh, well, that's so cool. Like me and my sister kind of like took divergent paths when we were younger. Like so. It, it, and by the way, Christmas was horrible with my sister because she was so I remember her opening this like a Cabbage Patch doll when these things were fucking popular. There was like this thing, a Cabbage Patch doll in the 80s. My grandma got her one, but she got her the wrong one and she opened it up on Christmas Eve. Eve, and my sister was like it's the wrong one and my dad was like grandma worked very hard to get you that cabbage pad and by the way it kind of was a shitty cat it was like a casey royals like it had a baseball hat on and i was like dude of course what, or was, what, like, was it like a knockoff cabbage patch kid? no was it, it was a like, it was a like, real cabbage patch. like lettuce baby yeah, I mean, people were dying. People were dying over these cabbage. People were killed over these cabbage. So, but it was not, you know, it was like, okay, yeah. Were you one of those like families who opened all the presents on Christmas Eve? No, you got to, you got to open one. Okay. And, okay. and that was only from uh, grandparents or something like that at the time because. They're like, Santa- we don't know if she's going to make it to tomorrow. No, so open grandparents. No, because Santa still existed then and Santa came out at night when we had already gone to sleep. I believed in Santa to like an embarrassingly long age. So like my parent would like tell like, Oh, oh Annabelle, Annabelle, you don't need to let us know. We know like we do. We like, we're aware. <laughs> I don't think anybody was like wondering. I don't You're like, I don't yeah, think anyone course. was wondering if you believed in an old man. No, so last, so last year, but you wanted. So last year, must have been a tough like, year. I'll let you watch me. do. Yeah. Things. Last year was tough when you found out, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I still won't believe it. I still don't believe. 
<laughs> no, I believe in the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of uh, older tubby men. But like, I, I don't. And I'm like, you- oh, it's all celebrated and literally like fucking capitalism and everything around it is like ingrained into children of like this and like every normal house is decorated with this person, with this old man, like to give you things. And then it's like, when you appreciate old men who like want to give you things when you're older, then you're considered like a gold digger. And it's like, and it's just like, what have you ingrained in everyone of just like, listen, this old fat man will give you anything you want. All you have to do is sit on his lap for a little bit. And like be like, I'm nice. Santa was everybody's Santa was the original sugar daddy. Santa (laughs) was the original sugar daddy. You're right. Like he was the first one that was like, ask me for anything. I got you. Just just be good. Just be be good. Just Just be nice and good. Don't be on my naughty list. Yeah, just don't be because you don't want on the naughty list. So, anyways, we're back when you sleep, like, and it's just like, like, oh, little girl, I'm watching you. And little boys, too. So weird. Don't just don't don't just make a little girl, little boys, too. And then you have your little like elf, like elf on the shelf, like this little cuck in the corner. That's new. That's new. My little, I'm just in the corner playing with my little tag, watching you. Like it's just so, like it's just so. And and you parents, you parents that like set up these elaborate elf on a shelf scenarios. Like I'm like God, if you put half that focus onto your kid, like I mean, (laughs) some of these elf on the shelf, like I'm watching on Instagram. There's like I'm like it's like oh my God, these are so detailed and like some of them are dark. Like and she's like, like oh my God. God, what my kids playing in a plastic bag i had no idea i was so worried my, so, so my elf on the shelf it. my elf on the shelf would be like upside down empty tiny liquor bottle like just like a like <laughs> tiny like i would put like some like green peas like he puked you know like i would just <laughs> i would make my elf on a shelf have a drug problem and each day it would get worse where by the end <laughs> it would be like the up would be in my kid's bed it would be like <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'll touch you for a sweet hit of that crack, kid. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, no, just so everybody feels better, I don't have kids. So don't even, don't come at, like, I don't. Yeah, just, so don't. Just so everyone knows. No, he, everybody's safe. Brian everybody doesn't knows. have kids. He just watches them. He doesn't own them, no matter how many times he's tried he's to buy them. Idiot. I, okay, there, I know I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get fucking mail. I'm gonna get mail. So he can afford get... <laughs> to buy a kid from Wayfair. Stop. Delivers. Stop. Stop. Uh, make love. Make love. Make love. Safe Ryan. word. Safe word. Safe word. Um, hey, Annabelle, can we finish this tomorrow or the next day? I, my voice is starting to like. No, I'm thrashed. Like <laughs> I'm starting to like. My voice is thrashed. It, do you have any time tomorrow or Friday or Saturday or Sunday? Um, yeah, I work. I can do it. I work tomorrow. I'll get home by like. I could do it as soon as like six thirty. Um, and Friday but, work. Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, I'm off. Can we do Saturday or Sunday then when you're off and finish yeah. it? Because I feel like we're going to do another three hours. And like, I want to do another three hours, but I also, my voice is thrashed. So <laughs> it's like, great oh, so far. No, I have no, to it's great so far. And take out but, all of your kid sex stuff. Well, no, I, I do have, <laughs> oh my God, I got to make sure I'm, re- I'm going to stop recording because Meditza is going to leave that in. <laughs> Betches.